everyone. I'm here with two special guests today because Lauren's out of town, but I'm here with Brittany and Jennifer. Hey. <laughs> We're missing Kristen, but that's okay. We're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about um, some reflection. Two of us have birthdays this month, me and Jennifer, who's just passed. Happy belated. Thank you. Um, and we're going to talk about sort of like reflections on things we would tell our past selves. We will probably dive in a little bit later into relationships and all the things. But yeah, get ready. It's going to be a feely episode. I'm not going to cry in this mic though. So they're they going to try me, but I'm not going to cry in this mic. Tell yourself what you need to. You need to <laughs> tell yourself what you need to. All right. So... I feel like the first sort of idea is for say we first I guess have to share our ages. I am turning twenty six in two weeks. I just turned thirty seven yesterday. Holla. And I'm twenty eight, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> twenty great. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'll be twenty nine this summer, so late twenties. Yes. And so that was Dominique, Jennifer, and then Brittany. Just so oh. just so y'all can get used to the voices. <laughs> but um yeah so i don't like what would i tell my 15 year old self i guess now because 10 years back uh, oh so like what would you tell yourself 10 years ago yeah okay i would tell myself more than likely uh it's not the end of the world i think about a month after i turned 15 i had a breakup mm-hmm of a very short relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, when you're 15, I feel like everything is the end of the world when you're 15. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, um, and then also I met what would probably end up being one of the most tumultuous relationships in my life. Um, and that's not like necessarily we were in a relationship, but like a friendship that ended up being like very mm. intense. Um, and I would have told... I would tell my 15-year-old self, like, get ready. This is going to be a bumpy ride. But also, you're going to be wildly successful. So just, like, don't worry about all the things and maybe (laughs) rethink things. Like, analyze what you're doing before you do them. So is that tumultuous for multiple years, that friendship? Yeah. Yeah. For, like, probably six or seven years after that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is Brittany. Is there anything about your life now that your 15-year-old self would be surprised at? Mm. That she didn't think about, or she was like, what? Like, that's not a part of what we thought was going was gonna to happen. Ooh. I feel like my 15-year-old self would be surprised at probably my relationship status. I feel like when I was 15, mm-hmm. like most 15-year-old girls... You assume you're going to be married by the time you're 25. Mm-hmm. Though I never wanted kids, and I still don't want kids, so I, <laughs> that would have still stayed the same. But, like, not I don't think there's anything that would have been, like, super surprising. Mm-hmm. I fulfilled a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my main goal when I was 15 was to live in New York City. True, and, true. and I do that. So I mean, is there anything that was just like not a part of the plan though? That you was just like, oh, what? <laughs> That's not what we said. <laughs> That's different. Um, probably my profession, mm. to be honest. I I was like, you're gonna work in music, you're gonna work um, in media, you're gonna do something like that. And okay. I uh, went to school for leadership and marketing management and all that. And so I ended up more in like nonprofit world yeah and that's like that was like a hard turn i don't really think that i expect that at all mm-hmm. um and so i feel like that that is still surprising mm-hmm. even to this day i love what i do but i i still am very surprised by where i ended up mm-hmm. and where i'm going because i still have like a heart and passion for yeah. media and that industry so okay. oh. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. What about you, Jennifer? Okay, I can go next. So that means I'm thinking back to 27, which I remember 27 being awesome. I love 27. (laughs) I love, like, being, like, not 30 yet. Hello. Still, like, (laughs) having some things in in place. 
gosh, where was I when I was 27? I guess when I was 27, I was living in L.A. Mm. Good time. Um, ooh, I can't, I would have to do the math on this. I was living in L.A., but maybe... So it was 2008. May, but that was like, okay, so 2008 mm-hmm. was the last year I had in L.A. Then I moved to Mexico City for four months. Okay. I was proud of myself for doing that because even though the recession happened, shut down the nonprofit organization Ooh. I worked at, <laughs> oh I was supposed to be saving money to go abroad for like two years. Yeah. Oh, and wow. so that messed up my savings plan because I didn't have a salary anymore. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what? This is the money I have, so I'm going to go for a couple of months. And so I was just really proud of myself and all the, like, lessons I learned by, like, mm-hmm. living by myself in another country, using a different language. Like, it was just an amazing adventure. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to the States, and I went to Barack Obama's inauguration. Yes. And breathing cold, oh, yes. watched him get sworn in. And that whole, like, feeling of, like... I mean, the way I described it was, like, the world was in black and white, and now we see it in, like, Technicolor. That's what it felt like. As you you know, we miss miss Uncle Barry. (laughs) We miss Uncle Barry. Um, So, 27 was good, and I, so I I basically, during that year, got to have all of these, like, transitions, all of this, like, new stuff, and I went into a job that was very very well fit for me in a place that didn't have a lot of urban planning jobs yeah so I was like okay this is the sign I needed that I'm moving back to St. Louis and Mm -hmm. so you know if I had to got to talk to my 27 year old self I'd be like good you're taking you know you're stepping out you're being adventurous you're doing new things like and I'm the kind of person that, like, with moves, I take them very, very seriously. And so I go into, like, a period of, like, discerning what makes sense. And so, basically, when I came back from Mexico City, I'm like, I'm either moving back to L.A. or I'm moving back to my family in St. Louis. And I was very much just, like, on a daily basis trying to just be, like, looking for the signs, trying to listen to, like, what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Um, and so it ended up being St. Louis and, and it was really, really good. So honestly, I only have good things to say to my 27 year old self. About where you are now? Um, oh, about about where, like, so as a 27 year old, like if there's something that I can tell you from being 37 that you need to like, that you could have known that I could have like, just like calmed you down. (laughs) I don't know if I would have had a ton of stuff because I was really, really, like, optimistic and, like, putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, like, my 27-year-old self never knew I would live in New York Mm -hmm. and do another big transition like that. I mean, if I had to give advice, I would be, like, I don't know. I'm thinking about, like, relationship stuff. I feel like... With the state of things right now, like, as a black woman that grew up in predominantly white spaces in a city that's super segregated, Mm -hmm. what that means is, like, guys of other ethnicities, even though you're used to them because of segregation and racism, that doesn't mean they're, like, interested in you. Yeah. And so... I knew that by the time I, like, moved back to St. Louis, but Mm -hmm. there were some other things that were, like, this is my time to be home with my mom. She's getting older. There's, like, other important life things. Yeah. But I I don't know, like, I don't know if I would have, like, stayed as long, maybe. Oh. That's part of my move to to New York. Like, be in a place where you're valued and thought attractive Mm -hmm. and, like, Mm -hmm. have that, like, volume of people. Yeah. So mm. I probably would have said, like, okay, just be cognizant. Like, St. Louis is still St. Louis. <laughs> yes, it's good that you're, like, getting all this quality time with your mom yeah. and you're around, you know, extended family and, yes, positive things. But yeah, I don't know. But the, I will say the season of that time did feel right. But I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here for that regard. 
All right, and Brittany. Honey, honey. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so 10 years ago, I was like 18. I was 18 going on 19, which actually 19 was probably the worst year of my life. So even before giving my 18-year-old my self advice about anywhere even far away, I would probably give myself advice about how to deal with the next few months. <laughs> like it was just, it's just gonna go really mm. south. Um, let me think about the place that I was in. 18. Oh, 18. Yo, 2008. <laughs> I had so much fun. Mm. I had mm. so much fun. Um, I guess I would tell my 18-year-old self that the problems that I'm having, right, or the things that I think are problems, really, really are not. <laughs> like, I'm still dealing with whatever hormonal teenage angst that's still going on, and I'm really taking to heart every little thing, but I want to, I mean, I really did, but if I could give my 18-year-old self more, mm -hmm. I would tell her to enjoy life. Like, mm -hmm. I was still performing poetry at the time, mm -hmm. Um, my best friend, uh, Ty had just crossed to her sorority. There were so many parties. There was so much traveling and road tripping and, um, and so much joy. We used to like crack dawn all the time, um, stay up with like life lessons. And I really didn't know where I was going, but it really didn't concern me as much. Um, but the, the little things that were going on, it was just like, it felt so huge. And now 10 years later, I'm like, girl, what? I would give <laughs> anything for that time. Cause I'm thinking about 2008, the Carter three had dropped. I was like lollipop. Like we were like everywhere. Day I just remember lots of dancing, lots of joy, lots of freedom. Um, especially coming from a very like traumatizing and tumultuous childhood young adulthood at that point was life like we were just making up good times so it was a good year I think that I would tell myself yeah to really enjoy it like things are really going to change for you things are going to become more real more like this is not really adulthood whatever you're going through right now mm -hmm. um and just to brace yourself and to be patient with yourself and not to be so attached to a plan or an idea for your life because life is going to change in ways that you won't even like be prepared for like so much has happened um since i was that person since i was that like 18 19 year old like wow um, I would say spend more time with family, um, specifically my aunt, like more dancing in the kitchen, more things that <laughs> you don't know that you're not going to have. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I would probably tell her to save more money. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I don't even know where this money was coming from because I don't remember having that many jobs. But I was everywhere. Yeah. We were everywhere. And as much as that was fun. Um, I wish that I would have saved more money to do even more, e even bigger trips or even bigger experiences and not just like every little thing. Like we said, every little thing like, oh, we're about to go to Albany. Oh, we're about to go to, you know, Virginia Beach. Oh, we're about to like, okay, girl, sure. But let's go somewhere <laughs> really, really big and really take advantage of being 18. Um, yeah, I just would tell myself to be more patient, really. Because I really was very confused. I was like an English major. I was like, I was like, what am I to do with all these words? I just was very confused about the people I was dating and the places I was at. I was just very uncomfortable. But I found so much. There was so much like escapism in, in like 2008. It was so... All I remember is feeling all the pressures. And then the very next day hopping in cars and like driving down highways with my friends drinking un you know don't drink y'all take 21 but you know drinking random juices and stuff i don't know what this is who cares just feeling that young yeah we're not advocates for that no I'm no no i'm not telling you to do that uh but it was just a young invincibility yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, nothing's 
nothing's gonna be bad ever everything's great always <laughs> even when they're not great so what you know skip that class or like do something crazy because there was I just always had I was just like a young adult forever mm-hmm. so I always like walked around with this stern thing but that was like the one year that I had like copious mm. amounts of fun nice. um i was touring too so that was really interesting i was going on college tours and stuff for, for my poetry. poetry yeah so um i got to see all these different kinds of people and i was getting paid to do what i loved and just yeah really acknowledging those experiences because even on tour i remember being angry a lot like tight about everything tight before the show started tight after the show like that was stupid i like the way it went you know being very beyonce about it <laughs> like analyzing every little thing and just like not having fun um, in the moment, just be like, oh, now I have to prepare for this, and blah, blah, blah. So, I would tell myself that um, if there's anything surprising about where I am now or anything that my 18-year-old self wouldn't see, it's probably everything. I had, I was one of those people who had plans for everything. I literally still have them. There's like a 2009 plan of what I thought my life would look like, even at like 26. Written um, down? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, detailed. Like, I mean, down to like the schools, the people I would be around, the money I would have. Like, I wow. I was that person. Girl, none of that happened. But <laughs> <laughs> none of that Impressive happened. and terrifying. Well, because I... I remember being young and feeling like I needed that because my childhood had no plans. Like, it was so chaotic. It was so unstructured that and me and my mom moved around so much that it was very important to me as yeah. an adult to, like, have a life that I could depend on for myself. So being like, no, girl, like, you're going to have a home to come to. You're going to do it all the time. Like, you're going to come home every day to the same place. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to do these things and have these experiences were very important to me. So it wasn't just me being, like, a young person thinking adulthood was great. It was me finally feeling like, oh, I'm 18 now, so I'm going to have control over my life and what happens. And it's not dependent on these other people these other adults said in quotations mm-hmm. <laughs> um and what they do like no now i'm gonna be happy and i'm gonna be safe and i'm gonna be you know ambitious and all these things so i made myself a lot of plans mm-hmm. um and I, the only regret that i have about that is just that i didn't understand what planning or visioning was yeah um i had this idea of what i thought adulting is supposed to look like um, that did not necessarily include getting married and having kids, but it was just like, okay, well, people get older, they do this and then they do that and then they have this kind of job and then they plan for retirement on some, like, was I born in the fifties? Like, I don't know what yeah. I was thinking in 2008 that my life is going to be like. So I would just tell the one surprising thing is all of the things, everything that happened in the last 10 years was unexpected. Like since 18, girl, we about to go on a ride. It's really what I tell myself. Um, and also not to feel so bad about the detours. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like not to be like, oh, we're so far off of our path. Oh, this is so, this is taking me in a whole different direction. The jobs, the people, the experiences mm-hmm. that you and I said to myself, you and I are going to have in the next 10 years is going to build not the woman you thought you would be, but the woman you need to be. And Ooh, that's good. Yeah, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself about it because that was me. And then I'd be like, okay, well, the plan has changed. Let me rewrite the plan. Mm-hmm. That was me, like 18, 19, 20, 21. Okay, well, that's okay, now right we're now. 21. <laughs> and we're going to change the plan again. And it's just going to be cool. But, like, girl, have the plan. Have a skeleton. You know what I'm saying? Create a path mm-hmm. for yourself. But don't get caught up in the details. That's, you know, that's where they say... all Where life happens. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so that's really what I would tell myself. That's what's surprising. Girl, none of that shit is going to happen. But but it's cool. Like, it's dope. Like, if none of those things happen, then you wouldn't be sitting with Dominique and Jennifer right now. This podcast, you don't even know what podcasting is. Let me tell you, girl. Nothing is, is what... Nothing is what it seems, and that is okay. That does not mean that it's going to be as crazy as your former life was. It does not mean that you're going to be, you know, not taken care of, that you're not doing well. It just means that you're going with the flow. I I feel like that's, like, one of, 
life lessons that I feel like is so important. This idea of the amount of change that happens to each, to the world, to each and every one of us and like who we intersect with. Like it's impossible. Like you said, we can have a skeleton, but I almost feel like, like if I ever have kids someday, that's like what I want to tell them. I want to avoid, I want to avoid the like pitfall of me imagining their future like mine because Mm -hmm. I have zero clue. There are going to be things that haven't even been invented yet. Like whatever (laughs) cultural things that I went through as trends, like I would not want to put that on my kid. I would want them to have some, like enough of a, a foundation to be like, yeah, I can dream. I can vision. I can plan a little bit, but for me to be like, I don't know what, your life is going to be like at 18. I don't yeah. know yeah. what this world is going to be like when you're 25. Yeah. You just don't know, so I'm not going to put my stuff on you on what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just so huge when we can <laughs> like get to <laughs> no, that. Seriously. Yeah. It's really crazy, though, like hearing both of your experiences. I feel like also for context, none of us are from the same place. Nope. Um, I would definitely classify the townie being from Anchorage, Alaska. And then I'm from St. Louis. St. Louis. Brooklyn, you already know. One of the greatest. Brooklyn, New York, the planet, the the greatest borough, the whole world. Where Brooklyn at? We right here. Of course, she's going to come in Brooklyn, too. I just, anytime, where are you from? With pride. Okay. You should always, exactly. You should have pride. Um, but I just think that that's, like, super interesting because I feel like I still, like, very much so function from a calculated plan. Mm. And so, like, that's I feel like that's very interesting mm. because it's true. Like, you can't account for what is going to change. Yeah. And so there are, like, you'll, there, like you said, there will be parts of the skeleton that stick and there will be yeah. parts that you're like, well, that was a left turn that I didn't expect that I needed to take and I'm going to take it anyway. Yeah. Um, and so that's just, like, super interesting. Yeah to like take away from it i mean that's what i got from this is Brittany. that's what i got from um what jennifer was talking about when you were talking about being 20 i just finished being 27 so i was like girl yes <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> yup and you like what hello and so i was just like hanging off of her everywhere trying to figure out what my life about to be like i'm like yeah so then what you gonna tell her <laughs> Oh, so I want to know. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm just going to adopt, apply what applies, you know what I'm saying, to that exactly. situation. Um, but yeah, I was. that was the interesting thing about, I mean, just in general, about being around a lot of different people. Um, and me personally coming from just a life in which I didn't have many models, finding them as I get older. Um, and not just models for what I want my life to be like, but the people who are like the wise counsel that I needed all this time, you know, I'm running into them in different ways. And so that's here in this room. That's whatever age I'm like, what? I didn't even consider no one ever like, you know, not growing up having like a bunch of mentors or a bunch of people in my life to guide me. Mm -hmm. I was so caught up in living a calculated plan because that was the only guideline measure that I knew. You know what I'm saying? Or that I had. I didn't have anybody to even bounce the idea of, like, is this a good idea? Like, should I try this? Should I go to this school and they give us money? Like, how do I save money? Like, nobody was even having those conversations with me. I was making it up, Mm y'all. I was making shit up with a sidekick. Like, (laughs) I didn't even have, like, a... That's before iPhones. (laughs) Or, like, I just didn't have one. You know what I'm saying? I don't don't remember when the first iPhone came out. Like, 2010? Yeah. 2010. I think yeah. it was when I graduated. But yeah, like I had, you know, I didn't even have all of these tools or resources. So like even to this day, um, I have abandoned the plan or at least the way that I was planning, the way in which mm. I plan, I have abandoned. There is no detailed, super minute list of accomplishments or accolades that I must accomplish at this year at this time. Now I'm seeking that kind of guidance and wise counsel within my community that I have built, within the family that I have built. Um, yeah, so like just now I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, that transition. Mm-hmm, 20 cent, oh yeah. And then what you was doing, oh you didn't know where you, you ain't have a job. Oh, that's crazy, Jennifer. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you moved back home? 
and you stayed there for a while. Uh, uh, but what you feel about stay? Oh, you have regret. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know Remember all the things. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I really take into account, um, especially from other black women, like mm. there are people who have done the things before I have. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there and I, I have my ears open. I'm with the pen. Like, What? Exactly. Wait, wait, that's sorry. a year. What? How can I? How can I glean what you learned from that lesson? So yeah. I don't have to like learn it. In a wait, what place. you said? What, how was your date yesterday? <laughs> oh, okay. And he said what? And you feel what about that? Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> um. So yeah. Yeah. No, I agree because I mean I'm I have a whole year before I'm 27. So like that's like kind of a crazy thing. Hello. Um, <laughs> prepare. <It's> yeah. It's <laughs> true. I do need to prepare for all the things. Um. But, like, in, I guess, would you say that you, this is a question to both of y'all, um, would you say that, like, is there stuff that you are looking specifically forward to? Like, is there, like, goals? Like, I'm sure you guys have goals, but, but like, if, would you be disappointed if they didn't happen by a certain time? Specifically, I guess it's more <laughs> This is where my, like, morbid side comes out. Because <laughs> I, like, I'm very much someone that's just, like, on a daily basis, I think about, like, this could be my last day. Like, I just yeah. don't know. Yeah. And part of that's, like, having a ton of family members that had cancer. Yeah. Like, I've seen people die in their 30s. Like, yeah. I've li- it's literally at top of mind for me. Yeah. And so, do I have... I don't have goals in the, like, you know... Sorry, like Tony Robbins, like, you know, <laughs> life coach, Shit. like, you know, self-help book section, yeah. like write them down goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels like kind of contrived a little bit in our sort of like society of quote unquote success. Yeah. So not in that sense, but like in the sense of like, why am I here? Like yeah. what, what, like who am I as a unique individual and what do I have to offer? Mm-hmm. And like one of the things, I just went to a conference and um, one of the speakers was talking about kind of like life purpose kind of stuff. And he was just like, what's the interesting problem that you want to solve? Like, mm-hmm, and he was talking about that. His name is Seth Godin. He's like, does oh, like yes, marketing yes. stuff. He's like, <clears throat> I've never read his stuff, but I will be. Yeah. He was one of the speakers. And again, I kind of shy away from like self-helpy things yeah. in a very traditional sense. But when there's truth, there's truth. So I just like, yep, that was for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, I think about that a lot. I've always thought about vocation a lot. Yeah. So... Yes, I do think it for my future, for my like legacy for the rest of my days here. Like if I'm on my deathbed, this is how I think. I'm morbid, sorry. (laughs) When I'm on my deathbed, like what do I want to be like, yeah, you did that. You contributed. You Mm. made a difference. Yeah. So Mm. Who chow. Um uh, I have similar feelings and different feelings. So back to the wise counsel thing. There was a time in which um, some of the more traditional things are things that I like needed to have because I just felt like I didn't have them or like I didn't have a chance to have them. So in the same vein as getting married and having kids and buying a house with a fence and you know having a you know retirement plan so that I. <laughs> perfectly retire at this age and spend <laughs> all of my days <laughs> and spend all of my days reading in the breakfast nook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I mean, there was a time I was so attached to that and then one of the people in my life, I call her my spirit mama. Her name is Trish. Um, she is exactly 20 years older than me and um, she doesn't have any children and she has not been married. And she is one of the best people I've ever known in my whole entire life. And we are so similar. It's very freaky. Like, people literally like, oh, is that your mom? Like, no. But yes. Um, Like, we look alike, we act alike. And she has seen so much of the world. And she has so many passions and interests. And she has just, like, gone with, like, her calling and has done so much in her life. She was the one of the first people I ever remember meeting. And I met her as a teenager. And I remember being like, oh, my God, like, I finally have someone that I admire. 
that I wouldn't mind if my life looked anything like. But then it had me grapple with those traditional things that I thought mm-hmm. that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So there's this woman who I'm like, yo, I want your life. Or like whatever path that you had set, I wouldn't mind walking that and learning from you. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have those things. And then it made me be like, wait, would I be okay not having those things? Like mm-hmm. if my life were to not be that way? Yeah, yeah. Would I still have the same happiness? So I did a lot of thinking and evaluating. So in that sense... Um, I guess on some level I want those things, some more than others, which I'll explain, but I do think I've made peace with not having certain milestones and certain traditional milestones in any kind of time frame, if they are to happen, right? So if I am to have kids, I am not attached to how these children come into my life. I am not attached on when they come into my life. I am not attached on anything other than being a good parent, whatever that means, and, you know, raising um, well-rounded children. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm attached to. So if tomorrow I'm here with a baby, like, oh, it's a baby coming. <laughs> if I date someone and they have a kid already, mm-hmm. if I top some kids, if I go back into teaching, I don't know how kids or whatever appear. So I have let that kind of milestone go. Mm-hmm. Like, uh uh-uh, girl, I need to be, you know, I need to have this, but I need to have a kid at this age because I'm already 28. Oh, by 31, mm-hmm. <laughs> needs mm-hmm. to happen. I'm not attached to that. I'm not attached to marriage in the same way. I do always want to hopefully have love in my life. Romantic love would be nice. Companionship would be nice. But what I have also learned about myself, what I've learned from Trish, other women in my life, is that if you are a loving being, that is always present, right? So I actually, when I'm single, I'm not single now, but when I am single, it's not like I ever feel lonely. Or it's not like I feel like I can't have that. It really does sometimes feel like a choice for me. Like, oh, okay, like I could be in a partnership with this person. We connect, we have a bond, we can build on that. Mm -hmm. But I am single because I'm choosing not to pursue this particular connection. So I'm not attached to marriage in the traditional sense either. I would love to be married, but I'm not attached to doing that at any age. I'm not attached to how it looks. I don't care if it's a small ceremony. I don't care if we elope. I I don't care if we had a big church and everybody named Mama's there. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It doesn't matter if I'm 52 or if I'm 32. It just... It's something I want in my life, but it's not something that I'm pressuring myself into, right? It will happen if it's supposed to and was supposed to. It will be whatever it is. Cool. (laughs) Now, the one thing I am attached to having is a home. As a person who moved around a lot, I remember even as a kid, I came home from school one day. My house was on fire. I have a lot of a. I have a lot of stuff around home Mm -hmm. and I mean a lot of black people do because displacement because you know slavery because never having an origin story because not knowing where your family's from because of not knowing where your dad went last week like it's all kinds of things that we're always dealing with when it comes to home and family Mm -hmm. home and family is just triggering things for black people (laughs) just gonna put that out there I ain't the only person who feels abandonment issues or like I wish I had a place to come home to lots of people feel like that but for me that is very important to me now I have changed my feelings around what kind of home that I want mm-hmm. so before it was the big house picket fence breakfast nook you know <laughs> I need a library with the wide windows um I just need a home I need a space that is mine that I own that is enough space for me me whatever family I create whatever family I already bring into my home um that is all. So if that is a townhouse, if that is a house house, if that is a condo, if that is an apartment, I just need to own it. I just need it to be my house. Like, that is what I need. I'm very attached to that. Now, the time frame on that, whoo, child, because the way, <laughs> the way these pills be looking, um, whoo, these credit cards, is, I mean, you know, student loans is a thing, you know, so... I don't know when, but I really am attached to, like, early 30s. Like, I'm giving myself at least two to three years to not think about it. (laughs) So, like, I'm, like, 28 now. Like, by the time I'm, like, 30, 31, then it's like, okay, girl, are we in a home? Because I'm also attached to 
I can end up in one, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to like focus on it. But in my early 30s, that is going to be the mission of the early 30s. Um, I think that every year in my life has had a certain kind of theme or thing that I'm pursuing. And that is what I'm dedicated to doing in like early another 30s. two or three years. 20s is really just about this. Whatever this is, girl, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. It's fine. <laughs> so it's the same thing you were saying. It's like this transition. It's like, oh, okay, okay. I'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's all the 20s. That's all 10 years of the 20s. Well, I'll just see what this is like and what this is like. So when I officially become 30, 31 and like start putting something together, <laughs> And I'm finally like, okay, girl, let's stop. <laughs> Time to sit down. Bro. Yeah, let's, let's just talk. Yeah, let's just stop picking stuff up and putting stuff down. <laughs> um, then I'll think about it. So early 30s is around that traditional kind of milestone. But all the rest of them, girl, listen, because back to my ten year, my uh, self from 10 years ago, I don't know. I'm okay with not knowing. Mm-hmm. I am trusting in my own belief system and my own values and what I bring and what I'm supposed to do. And I really do think that I have made impact. And I think I am currently making impact on myself first and foremost <laughs> and then on others. And so with that being said, as far as purpose is considered, I am living in whatever truth or purpose that I have. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the like materialistic or like check off box type of thing is kind of like I mean yeah sure you know we can have but maybe cars won't even matter in five years I don't know so that's a good point you know what I'm saying the way housing is maybe we just you know blow this up and all live on grass again I don't know y'all it happened in Chicago (laughs) just like we don't need these housing projects no more like okay so we'll see so yeah the home part though gotta have a house a house is uh, a loose term for a place to rest with my things. Yes. And in the house, though, one condition, I need a living space, a sleeping space, and a doing space. Mm-hmm. My doing space is a combination of what you would consider a, like, den, library, office, day room, whatever all yeah. those extra words are, as one space. <laughs> So I need the books to be in there. I need to, the computer stuff to be in there. I need the big fluffy couches in there. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens to the living room, y'all. That's where the TV can live. <laughs> but in the doing <laughs> space, that's where all the, like... Thinking the and thinking creativity. And and the the relaxing. Fixing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So three rooms. It's just... <laughs> but no, no kitchen, because... <laughs> Honestly, with Uber Eats and stuff, <laughs> with like Fresh Direct, like I just honestly, I love that. Sure, <laughs> but girl, I mean, might not be there that much. This is true. Wow, that's like a lot to think about. I'm like, now have like, you posed the question? Have everybody else go? And then haven't even considered the question. No, I have considered the question. That you that you asked. Turned down then she goes to her. She goes, "Ooh, that's a big question. You think that you just posed to us?" Um, I feel like I should have let go of like the traditional goals. I think also because I grew up knowing one of like kids. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't want kids, and I've never wanted kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure my mom's gonna listen to this and be like. <laughs> like having kids. Um, sorry about it. I'm not having kids. Um, Marriage. I I do want to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, I don't know. I feel like that. I'm. I feel like still really traditional about. It. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying like I want like I want it to be ceremonial in that sense, but like I think because I don't want children and I don't, I'm not like a huge pet person. Like I feel like it almost. Like, I, I want to be in companionship with another person. Because mm. it was like, it sounds like, and it also feels like you're like, are you just trying to make a lone existence a little bit? Hmm. Um, which I don't necessarily think I am that person because I, I have a lot of friends. I love cultivating friendships. Um, and I have an amazing family. But I think that when it came to, like, love and romance, I think that that's sort of the one thing that I like have always like put on the other end of like I'll get there when I get there, mm-hmm. um, even though it's been always something that I desired. So I feel like that's probably like the traditional goal that mm-hmm. I would still want. I don't have like a date though. Like it's not like I have a time frame. 
Um, oh, I, I have a time frame for you. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Every time somebody asks me something I really want, I'd be like, yeah, it would be nice to have had that yesterday. <laughs> You're actually I mean, late. Dominique's <laughs> husband, hello? I, mean, I, I feel like we all say that. Like, I, I mean, I would say, too, I'm like, yo, where you at? <laughs> What's yeah, good? Um, but I also think that has a lot to do with my faith, like that, like yeah. when you, when you're someone who's sort of lives that tr- traditional Christian lifestyle, um, it it becomes a little bit more like you're this idea of like your purity and everything is like as you get older becomes more of an issue than it is like a thing that's normal, mm-hmm. and so I think that like because of that. It's a weird thing in dating, especially in the dating mm. culture that we have right now. Oh, hello. Um, which everything is on apps and virtual and short-lived and texted. Mm-hmm. And I think because <laughs> of those very different ideas around what it means to be in a relationship, what it means to, um, whether you subscribe to monogamy or not, like those types of things are all vastly different. And then they were for our parents. And I, so I think that, like, it changed because of how that is, it changes how we can view timelines for things like that and whether and how much we pursue them. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a lot of work to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. And there's other things that I'm focused on. And so I think that because it's a lot of work, I'm just like, well, this is something that you're not going to have right now. And so... I'm going to focus on my career, which is something that I've always, like, I enjoy. Like, I, like, this podcast and the work that I do with IOB and, like, all of those things, the work I do in ministry, Mm -hmm. they're all a very big part of my everyday, and they're a lot of time that I, 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 I devote a lot of time to those things. Yeah. And so, like, trying to cultivate romantic relationships and have friendships and have family like hello that is <laughs> that is the millennial food. struggle did you want me to work out too and meal prep <laughs> yep yep, yep. And but want, for real though <laughs> and you want me to have 15 degrees i gotta have a doctorate to make a living wage but then i have to have good credit but then i gotta work out but then i gotta get to church every sunday at the same time and meal prep and go to my friend's birthday celebration and go chill with my boo like what is this yeah (laughs) right how many hours are in the day right okay yeah so so all of that in about 12 hours yeah and then change the world yeah oh yeah yeah not just do work we don't have like you're not a secretary no go change the world yeah i want you to go into the world and literally change it because you were there what that's a whole thing (laughs) then i can't get to the laundry oh you gotta do your laundry what if you can't be out here and you can't not have the doctor you gotta do all that and change the world yeah, so I, I mean, I think that, like, that's the thing. Um, we're always, like, striving for, like, this balance, and it's, like, I feel like that's just the one thing that it's easy to, like, not think about it. And I think also because you you become so busy in the other things that, like, I don't, when I feel like there's this idea of loneliness also in the millennial culture. Like, there is a sense of loneliness, but there's also, a, like, an extreme sense of busyness. And I'm always busy. I always have things going on. Well, girl, that's a whole different episode because I'm about to ask you a question about that because I have feelings about millennials. <laughs> because I'm going to put it out there, but we all got that kind of time to get all of it. Is the busyness contrived? Is it actual work or is it busy bodiness? Is it busyness to feel the loneliness? Is it? Is it like... Is it a band-aid? Is it an actual busy? Because the first follow-up question, that was the second one, girl, y'all gotta keep up with this. <laughs> the first follow-up question is when it comes to the goals that you have or the things that you really want in your life. So we just talked about all the things that we really want, that we would kind of like to have, look to look forward to. Are we actually, this is a question for myself too, but are we actually putting it time and effort into it yeah like are we actually like making it a priority in that sense because there's a difference between all of those things there's a difference between saying something and that's part of self-sabotage too like Mm -hmm. oh i want a house but like 
I also about to max out all these credit cards. I'm also about to go back to school. I'm also about to do some really things that would set me back in this particular goal that I said that I wanted. Oh yeah, girl. I mean, I am gonna get the house, but before I do that, I gotta um, you know, I gotta start a store. <laughs> I gotta sell other things, and so um, that was something that I always worry about with um with just our generation it's just like where are we like what like what is important to us anymore is is it just the act of looking like i'm doing lots of things like am i doing the things that i actually want to be doing can i make room like and if the things that i'm doing are not the things that i say i want what's that about do you know what i'm no. saying <laughs> no i do you Okay. Um, I would just say I feel like some of it is contrived like some of it is busyness that we create because I feel like there's also the expectation that amongst our peers not necessarily like from a it could be from donations for us that are like you have to show for the things you're doing like you like like you have to like there has to be something that comes of them and so like if you post something on the gram of you like achieving this thing or you going on this vacation, like you better be doing other things that lead to how this vacation came to be. Like it's like a weird, there's like a weird imbalance of things that we do and things that we show. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that, it makes it seem like, like I can say like I just went to Costa Rica and I came back and I don't have to do a ton of work. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like in my mind, I'm like you had free time and that free time was great, but, like, now, like, pack everything into your schedule so, like, you can earn another bit of free time. True, but what I'm saying is, like, so for my own personal thing, I ain't saying this because, you know, I really, really be trying to do my thing, but I want a home one day. I want a home in the next five years, right? Mm -hmm. Or less. <laughs> mm -hmm. A space to call my own that I own, Right? Which is a whole big thing when we talk about black home ownership and everything. It's a whole other world full of other politics. Yeah. What I'm saying is that when we put these goals that we want in front of us, um, are we doing that work? Like, yeah. is, am I, if, if, like, what, how am I working towards owning a home if I am too busy, you know, if I'm too busy um, doing event coordination and um, running my bakery and living in my mama's basement. Like, <laughs> are those things helping me towards these things? Because, yeah. I mean, with, with our generation, there's a disconnect, right, between sometimes the things that we're doing and the things that we supposedly are working towards. Yeah, right. So it's kind of like, yeah, you did mad stuff. Like, you did. You put it... I'm not even taking that away from you. You did lots of things. You started all kind of new ideas and inventions and stuff. You got a clothing line, girl. Like, you on TV. Like, that's our generation. Like, we outside. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm booked. I'm busy. But also, I live at home. Or also... Like, just as a generation, I say that I want A, B, and C, but I'm not working towards that. Another example would be Drake. Every album he talks about, he wants to be in love, but I doubt that he actively works towards that. Do you know what I mean? I have a question about this. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to bring up, too. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like you were saying, like, I've got my podcast, I have yeah. my full-time job, I have my ministry, I have, like, I know that someday I want to be married, and you were like... But I know, like, that's work for me to, like, yeah. meet someone. And so you're like, it's easy for me to ignore that, right? Because that's, like, a different type of work. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm doing work yeah. on all these yeah. other things, but that's, like, a different type of work. And I was just going to say, like, that's something that I would, like, going back to, like, what would you tell your, your past selves? Mm. I think my 27-year-old self definitely knew it was work. It was probably more, like, I probably didn't know it was work to do that until... I was, like, let's just say 21. Like, yeah. early 20s, I didn't realize, like, oh, like, this is, like, a math game. Like, yeah. how many times am I in environments where I can meet a yeah. couple of new guys as a hetero woman yeah. um, that's going to keep me being out there and, like, just 
meeting friends of friends and who knows like I yeah. didn't conceive of that and so I really I'm not someone that believes you can have it all I believe that you can have seasons of life and you mm-hmm. have certain things during those seasons yeah and at the end of it you hopefully had a lot of what you wanted but <laughs> that's a, that's a word that's that's <laughs> right but like you were saying it's like I think it's good that you're conscious like just so you know, Dominique, you are putting aside the time and energy you could be putting into this relationship thing because you're choosing right now Yeah. this podcast, Yeah. this full-time job, this yeah. time with my trainer. Yeah. All good things, but we literally can't have it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish we could. Go, I wish we could. Oh, why are you just going to do the home alone face? Like, <laughs> like, oh, she did, y'all. She did. She did hands on the face fully. I like. wish we could. I wish we could. I, you know, I also think this is an interesting thing because I, I feel like there's multiple schools of knowledge that would say, that would sort of push back on that. They would say Absolutely. that women can have like, like, but I also, I mean, I know where the schools of knowledge come from. They don't look like anyone in this room. Um, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Let it be known. We don't have that, like, oh, we can have all the things. A black woman didn't write lean in? No, I mean, she <laughs> okay, just Just, <laughs> just checking. Ooh, it is cool at this table with all of this shade. I am a little chilly. <laughs> but it's just, like, there is a reality to, I think, our, like, our stories are a little more different where we have to, it's, like, we have to pick a lane and we pick that lane and we go all in. And then once once we have to get ready to to like do something else, it's like, no, you're now that is fully settled. It is like crafted yeah. in the way it's supposed to, and then you like go on to the next thing. Yeah. Um and many of us are like taught to, you know, don't like, don't let nobody take nothing from you. Like you have to cultivate this on yourself. No one's gonna be there for you. That is mm-hmm sort of what black, as black women, at least that's what I was told, is like, you have to do this on yourself. This is a grind. Yeah. Um, and no one's going to help you here. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's how my mindset's always been. It's been yeah. a hustler's mindset. Like, you, you're, no one's going to give it to you. You better make it. And then, so when you're trying to do other things where it's like, whether that's, you know, cultivate relationships and you have all this other foolishness. You're like, okay, that the, the work that I, the amount of work that I have to do to balance these two things, from the messiness that could come to, you know, like something that I don't like to say control, but like you can work around the things in your prof- in your career, in your professional life, mm-hmm. um, in the friendships that you already have. Yeah. Then it's just it's like it's not that it's easier, but it's just like this is what I'm gonna focus on. Well, so the only, my last comment on this is more just so, because it's back to my original thing. So when I used to plan out my life, right? I mean, it was very detailed. It was, I'm a Virgo. That was, it was a thing. I said it was numbered. It had bullet points. Column number. One cheater, because we're not going to get crazy and complicated, but it was organized. This is, this is personal. This is perfect. Like, I was like. Work, this is what I want to put my energy towards is this paper. Now, what I've learned now, especially being around people like Trish or other uh, people within my wise council, is just how to better set goals and expectations for myself based more on my values and on you know what I'm aligning with what how I'm aligning myself currently versus making goals that are far away from me right now. So it's kind of like just being cognizant of like um, when you're goal setting or when you're saying this is this is the next year of my life or this is the next two years of my life. Like for me, it's making goals that more align with where I'm at. And more aligned with the values that I have at this stage in my life than it is about making things that I see in an obscure future. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I don't even know how to work toward. I don't even know how to get to that goal. Like that's mm-hmm. not even in my realm mm-hmm. of experience or thought. 
And so that's what I work on now. I say, okay, Brittany, where are we today, right? Who are we around today? What's important? Like, how am I using my time right now? And then I go, okay, what kind of goals can I use to get from this place to a new place? But I think the the problem of growing up, the problem of getting older, is a trap. <laughs> and the trap is that you have to have a plan. The trap is that, like, oh, okay, you um, you and your 30, like, what's going on, Jennifer? Mm-hmm. That That's the trap. That's the trap of your parents, mm-hmm. of society. Like, oh, you're not allowed to just be figuring it out. You're not allowed to make choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the plan that adults do. <laughs> And I'm measuring you not based on where you are, measuring you based off this, this set of goals and expectations. Um, and so I think what's really enlightening about this conversation is our different goals, it's our different ages, it's been our different life experiences, and really being okay with going against the trap. With being like, well, maybe kids ain't for me, y'all. Right, right, right. Maybe I'm just not having them, so stop asking. (laughs) (laughs) Or or maybe, like, I don't want to own a house. Maybe I never want to own a house. Maybe I just want to travel here, 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 here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or maybe I don't want to have this kind of job. You know what I'm saying? Maybe my job is made up. Maybe I'm going to make a Facebook. Like, even the idea of Facebook is still obscure to just the generation before us. Like, anybody who's, like, four, fifth, 49 and older is like, what? I don't even know how to work this thing. Like, right. what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? It's like, because it's an idea. It's not, like, this thing, and it doesn't fit into this box where, like, you're a teacher, you're a doctor, you get tenure, you retire, you go to Florida. Like, that's the box. That's the American dream. And so I think it's been a very interesting conversation for us to have at different stages in our lives, reflecting on where we've been and where we're going, but also being able to say, one is black women who never be having choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. I don't yeah. mess with that. That's not for me. I ain't doing it. <laughs> which I is, don't want to. Which is a daily thing living in the culture we live in. Because yeah. we see the very like traditional routes. Yeah. In every image and every message mm-hmm. through any mass communication. So yeah. it's like on a daily basis, society is still trying to say, no, 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 you're an adult now. Yeah. Here's how these decades of your life need to go. Like, there's no digital analyst Barbie. It's only like veterinarian Barbie and teacher Barbie and doctor, you know, doctor Barbie. Why can't why can't Barbie be a digital analyst? <laughs> why can't Barbie I mean, Barbie got to work have from hips. a co-working space and don't have an office? She what? She got to have hips like two minutes ago. Like <laughs> I mean, true, but I mean, even as Barbie is a traditional mold of one of the first ways that young women are taught about what they look like and what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I had Kenya dolls. A whole bunch of I had paper dolls I had everything and I also had Barbies mm-hmm. and my Barbies they had specific outfits and they did specific things and they always had a partner and even if they didn't they had these traditional jobs and so yeah Barbie got to have jobs but it's still the same kind we're not even seeing a variety in what we're exposed to which is why I, I say it's very important for me to have sought out this wise counsel because like where else would I have been I don't know anything about how the world works now. Like, I'm like, what? I don't even know the words you just said. I don't know how to do... I just found out, y'all. This is a this is a side note. Did y'all know idealist, where you go look for, like, socially, you know, conscious, dope job, social mm-hmm. justice oriented, they have a remote button. You can search for remote jobs. Oh, no. Like, no. jobs where you don't have to go into offices. Because a couple of months ago, I was thinking, what if I don't want to work at a space or like, what if I just want to work from anywhere? Right. I don't even know how to start that kind of life, but that's the world we live in where lots of people do that. Mm -hmm. And then my close friend is going to do that this year. Hello. (laughs) And then I went on Idealist and I was like, okay, well, here's this, this platform where you look for jobs. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Go find a job somewhere. And then they were like, oh, do you want like a job or do you want like a remote job? I can search (laughs) jobs that will hire me and I can work from it. Wow. (laughs) What is this? Like, so that's what I mean. Like creating those tools that blueprint for yourself because like 
My mama don't know. She don't got it. My mama has no idea. She just got a touch phone, y'all. She doesn't know any way to guide me in this world. <laughs> even if I'm 28, even when I was 18, like, it's all brand new. And that's how it will be for our, yep. our future generations. Yep. They're going to be yep. like, you think the new math is hard? I don't know what kind of math they're going to be learning. <laughs> right. They may learn that math from NASA. Like, oh, we out here making, like, little engineers. I don't know any of that math. So... <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's really dope to, like, buck against the traditional values with, like, with, like, confidence. Yeah. Right. I agree. Well, wow, this was a good conversation. (laughs) 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 If you like what we had to say or have other things we would like us to talk about, um, you can email us at theintersectionpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow along on Twitter and Instagram at The Intersect Pod. And rate, subscribe, review, share, do all the things. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Oh, peace. <laughs> oh, and thank you to my beautiful guests. Hell, They'll welcome. be back on, just so you know. Oh, you're, so welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome.